Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. My guest is Sean Barry. He's the founder and CEO of the Metro Sports and Entertainment Group, Metro Esports. The sports industry at this point annually is exceeding $3 billion. The Metro Metro Sports and Entertainment Group, what we like to call Metro Esports, is a technology-based, based in Philadelphia, education, media, and custom esports event management company committed to attracting, engaging, entertaining, and educating a broad and diverse group of aspiring gaming and technology enthusiasts. Sean has specialized in creating high-profile and high-volume nationally televised custom sports event that applied to content because as you know now just all the streamings out there everybody want content please welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass the one and only out of Philadelphia he's a happy man this weekend we'll find yes, out next weekend Sean Barry how you doing sir Oh, good morning. How you doing, sir? You know, I you know uh, when, when you see the Philadelphia, we talking about only one Philadelphia team right there, the Eagles. We ain't talking about the 76ers. We ain't talking <laughs> about the Phillies. We only talk about one Philadelphia team right now. That's them Eagles. Feeling good in Philly right now, huh? Man, Philly's special, bro. Philly got hard. Philly, it's a whole vibe to it. Well, well, the great thing about it is I've interviewed a lot of. Uh, uh, I say when you say diverse, when I say diverse, I'm talking about from financial. I'm talking about African American, people of color, uh, people yeah. from the entertainment spectrum, people from the now esports section. Now I'm speaking to you. I have a daughter who just graduated from the University of Houston, magna cum laude, uh, gaming designs, media marketing, because she wants to go in this field. Now, is there a place for a young female to make her mark in the gaming industry? Man, absolutely. I mean, you know, first of all, as a whole, it's an industry that um, it makes a ton of money, you know, $3 billion. Like you said, it's growing. I don't know. I think it grew something close to 40% through the pandemic. Mm. Um, you got 98% of all people play games. Um, but we as a people, and I'm talking about people of color, over-index as consumers. 
And so when you think about an industry making that much money, um, they've got to be responsible in finding ways and opportunities for the people that are giving them the money to participate in the industry. And so, you know, females of color, males of color, um, but women in, in, in specific have so many opportunities now that weren't afforded and, and, and need to do more. And now, with that being said, how did you get into the business? You know, have you always been Philly based? Well, it's it's crazy. So I'm from Philadelphia. Yes, um, I was a I come from the traditional sports world. I don't come from esports or gaming or none of that. I played college football at the University of Pittsburgh. Wasn't good enough to play in the league. Um, spent 20, 25 years in corporate America. And I started a sports event and media company. Um, and what I was doing was I was essentially traveling the country, identifying the top young athletes uh, in every major market and creating showcase events. That platform grew, I think, 500% in three years. Uh, I ended up being title sponsored by the United States Marine Corps. And I created a bowl game that ran on ESPN for, I don't know, six years. Um, so if you can think back, Todd Gurley, Jared Goff, DeForest Buckner, a lot of the um, pros and, and stars you see shining in the NFL today were uh, part of my scouting network of, uh, you know, kind of traveling the country and then, right. you know, creating this All-American game on ESPN. Uh, and I made the conversion from traditional sports, if you would, to esports when somebody called me and said, hey, listen, are you still doing esports events? And I didn't know what the heck they was talking about. And they met me getting a bunch of Xboxes and Playstations and bringing them to my sporting events. Well, I, I love the fact that somebody asked you something. You didn't say the word no. You right. you 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 gathered the information and found out the value of that re- request. Talk about that moment because a lot of people will say no. That's not my area of expertise. Why didn't you just okay? That uh, you knocking on the wrong door. Statement. Well, that, that is that may be the best question I've ever had because it may be the most meaningful. When I got the call, and I told you I didn't. I, I literally responded. I have no idea what you're talking about. I don't know what esports is because of the volume. Now, the call that I got was from the president of AAU sports. And if you're familiar with AAU sports, AAU basketball, AAU baseball, football, they've got an alumni network of two or three million people. Mm-hmm. So when the president of an organization of three million people calls you and asks you if you do something, my first thought was do your due diligence. Make sure before you say no, that you know what you're saying no to. Uh, and so I started to research and try to understand the industry. And, you know, I think anybody, particularly in the investment community, it's looked, you know, esports is this juggernaut market, right? So there's all this rapid growth. It's worth $3 billion now. But what a lot of people don't realize, and the thing that motivated me kind of internally is that African-Americans and Latinos make up 54% of the video game consumer market. 45% of every urban household has either an Xbox or a PlayStation. Uh And then I found that, um, Pew Research did a study and found that African-American teens spend more hours gaming per week, almost nine hours a week, than any other ethnicity by over an hour. Right. And so what that said to me was, there's an opportunity. If, if you can organically and authentically reach our folks and share with them the benefits of this industry, there's a real opportunity here. Well, here's a, just, just education. Because I hear things like Fortnite. I hear with Travis Scott get involved. I hear that he goes on there and makes you know four or five million dollars selling skins. Uh, the, the, yeah. the, like, like these are just digital skins, and you can't even take them with you. They're just things that you buy <laughs> online, and then people are purchasing. Break down why celebrities are going to it, like a Travis Scott. He's just on the one name that I'm pulling out, and and how are celebrities making money and when i'm talking about the word skins what are we talking about so i can educate my audience and also educate me more 
Yeah, I mean, so let's go back, right? So anytime you look at a video game and you look at a character in the video game, right. what they're wearing, you know, wow. what their attire is or what they look like as a skin, and you can change that. You know, so if I'm playing a game and, you know, my, you know Timberland puts in X amount of dollars, I can make sure that my character is wearing Timberland boots. Oh, or, or a Gucci sweatsuit. Or, oh. <laughs> you know, right. And so, so you um, buy so, that, you buy that. Right. Exactly. And you get to change the look of the character and you control kind of what that character looks like and, and, and appears like. Um, but to your question about making money, you know, it's a very interesting um, dynamic. If you think about it from a traditional sports perspective, if, if you Rashawn own a, a stadium, right. Mm-hmm. And let's say that you own the link in Philadelphia, I think it holds 50, 60,000 people. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. You can charge 60,000 people $100 a ticket. Right. And that's how you make your money. Right. But when you own a digital stadium, you can host 60 million people. Wow. And charge them $100 a ticket. And right. so when you think about the money, it is the expansion into the digital atmosphere, right? Into to Web3, into, into a universe of folks where I can reach somebody in Africa and Asia in South America and in America, and they can be a part of my consumer audience, right? And so the opportunity um, comes in, you know, event participation, uh, comp- competition, and then brand representation. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. I'm speaking to Sean Barry. He's the founder and CEO of the Metro Sports and Entertainment Group. He's based out of Philadelphia, Metro Esports. When I, when I, uh, you're a person of color, and we all know this industry, the, the white the white consumer, like you say, we over-index, but the white consumer has the voice. Yeah. How does a person of color, being you, become a player a voice in this industry? Well, Rashawn, I'm working on it, right? Right. (laughs) So uh, I am am diligently working on it because I know something. And Mm -hmm. what I know is that the value of an authentic integration of culture is worth a heck of a lot of money. Yes. Because I understand that, you know, and you've heard, I'm sure, of the 3X effect, right? Anything that you add our culture to, it becomes instantly worth three times more. Right. So when I looked at this industry and I said, hey, listen, I know there's a lack of diversity. I know that less than 2% of all the leadership in the industry, whether it's VPs or uh, professional gamers or game developers, are people of color. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that we over-index as consumers. There is a, it should be, if there's not a vested interest in the investment of um, our participation and our integration by brands. Um, and by strategic partners uh, and, and by companies who benefit from our over-indexing, if you would. Well, you know, the thing, like I just said, you go to a barbershop, you got brothers in there, you know, just constantly playing. You always talk about athletes. Athletes actually play these games. So yeah. so now when you talk about your brand, you know, yeah. Metro Esports, are you, do you use brand ambassadors? Are you yeah. using social media? How yeah. are you maintaining your footprint to stay in front of competition. Yeah. So, you know, what we're trying to do first is be different than everybody else. Right. And so the way that we do that is we have brick and mortar locations. So I partner with Verizon, I partner with Logitech, I partner with Microsoft and we build in the communities. Right. And so um, we are building, we're in the process right now of a 30,000 square foot facility in Washington, DC. We are building on campus at Lincoln university as we speak their first gaming lab and content creation studio. We have three builds going on simultaneously in the Philadelphia area. And what that allows me to do is to engage a market from a local and a regional perspective 
relative to live events, tournaments, leagues. Um, but the other thing that I'm able to do or we're able to do uniquely is to service school systems. Um, so we partner with the school district here where um, if you like playing the games, we can teach you how to make them. You know, our, we have an accredited STEM program. Uh, and so one of the things that I, that I try to always make sure that we do is to attach the benefit to the participation. Right. right. So if you like the game, if you like playing the game, we can teach you how to make it. Uh, if you want to get certified in graphic design or coding or programming, um, you know, we have an opportunity to teach you that and equip you with those skills. And, and Rashad, I'm sure you know this. When you look at the tech industry, right. one of the things that's happening right now, unlike any other time in our history, is they don't require college degrees mm-hmm. in order to, to gain gainfully employed. And so when you think about what that means for our um, people, right, in our communities across the country, if you can take a young person that can't afford a college uh, to go to college and give him the skills or her the skills that are necessary mm-hmm. to compete and make a, mm-hmm. a, a great living in an industry that they already enjoy, I think that's worth its weight in gold. Well, you know, is that different? Uh, you know, because, you know, in high school, I always had that little tech class. You go in there, teach you how to bake, teach you how to do carpentry, teach you how to do auto mechanics. This is just an advanced version of it. I always tell people life doesn't really, the message of life doesn't change. It's yeah. just the technology changes. And so you're telling me right now, Rashawn, you know, there's always that message to go to college, get a degree. And there's always that core of students that you've always said, you know, you, you want to be a mechanic, we can help you out. I want to learn how to cook with sewing, all of those classes that they had in high school. But they never replicated the level of income that individuals can make with these new jobs that you don't that you can educate yourself on the graphic designs, the programming, the, uh, the the gaming that you couldn't get into today. So when you start recruiting, who's coming to you? Is there a certain age group? Is like teens coming to you, young adults coming to you? Who's coming to you? Well, we we, we engage literally from eight to eighty, right? <laughs> and and I mean that. Um, so you know, we get students, we get aspiring professional gamers, right? We get brands that are saying, "Hey, listen, we want to engage the community that you're engaging," right? Um, you know, we get school systems that say, "Hey, listen, we can't afford a computer science department." Right. And we come to one of your facilities and drop our kids off for an hour, work with your instructors, and then bring them back. Uh, we get pro players that say we need to practice. We need a place for our team to practice, or leagues that say we need to host a pro event. Can you guys host us? So it's a it's a multitude of ways. But something you said, I think that was so important. You know, my inspiration in this was, um, believe it or not, Bob Johnson. Yes. Right. So when you think about when he started Black Entertainment Television, I remember reading one of his quotes. Um, and it was talking about he was talking about TV in general as a medium of entertainment. And he was saying, listen, TV is great. TV's already doing good. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I'm just trying to add a little flavor to it. Right. That literally is exactly what I'm trying to do. Esports is a billion dollar industry with or without me. But mm-hmm. I can tell you this much. I can tell you that when you add some flavor to something and by flavor, I mean us. Right. It only gets better. It only gets amplified. It only gets more exciting and it only gets more entertaining. You know, the, it's, it still becomes, like I said, um, a sport that is out there. You know, you see television, ESPN especially, tries to engage some type of digital format. Uh, you, you see the 3D behind the scenes. Technology, you know, when you start looking at it today, it's at the forefront. That's where STEM comes into play so strong yeah. in your conversation with young African-Americans. Do you do a lot of seminars or speaking engagements to youth or young adults about the STEM revelation and also how it applies to what you're doing in esports? 
Well, I tell you, we 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 do that to adults more um, than we have with young people right. because they're the ones that need to understand. You know, our parents think gaming is a waste of time. Right. You know, my kid is. I can't get them off the Xbox. I can't get them off the PlayStation. Yeah, that's cool. You you know, you want to have balance in everything you do. But what you want to do, and, and, and I would challenge you, what do you think is going to be more exciting to a kid? To say to them, hey, listen, we have this STEM class we want to send you to. Or if you tell you, say to them or her, hey, you want to go make a video game? It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're doing exactly the same thing. It's the same skills. It's the same tools. It's about meeting them where they are and engaging them in a way that's that's palpable and exciting and fun. And that's what we try to do, whether we're working with school systems uh, you know, or leadership to infuse this type of you know, kind of educational model, lean into what they already love and engage them from there. That's really, really the key. I'm speaking to Sean Barry. He's the CEO and founder of Metro Sports and Entertainment Group, former football player at the University of Pittsburgh, Cornell University, Cornell uh, School of Management. Uh, when I when I say those titles, when I it's all about I, I bring that up to let people know that sometimes you you can't skip steps. Okay, uh, you know, going to Cornell, getting that additional academic training and management, going to University of uh, Pittsburgh, play, being a football player, that led you, gave you a certain degree of discipline, correct? Yeah, so how does that play out into what you're doing every day, managing your staff? Let's start with the University of Pittsburgh, that football mentality, showing up for practice, you know, being respectful, uh, consistency when they're on snap counts and blocks. Yeah. Rashawn, you know, my answer is not going to be what you think it is. Okay. Um, but it, but it, but it very much showed up, and I'll tell you how. When I went to the University of Pittsburgh, now I come from a family of, of ball players. I've okay, got five or six different professional athletes in my family. Congratulations! And much like many folks in the African American community, in my mind, sports was the only way. Right. I thought I was going to the league probably since I was six years old. Right. And it didn't dawn on me, even through college, that I wasn't good enough to go, and so I didn't have a plan B. So when you ask me how it shows up. When I look at esports, I think about all the young people who were either like me, just not physically blessed enough, or who may have been misled because mom or dad always wanted you to be a pro or wanted to see you go pro or be an athlete. And the way it showed up was, no, this is the plan B. I already know that um, young kids like to play video games. But what I want to do is for those young people that, that you know, if you're 5'9 and, and 280 pounds, Maybe the NFL or the NBA ain't for you. Right. But that doesn't mean that you couldn't be very successful here. Right. And so the way that it shows up for me is it's 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 the humility of understanding that God has given people different talents for different things. And here's an avenue and a way to express those talents and and and, and leverage, you know, the best version of yourself. We'll be right back with more money making conversations masterclass with Rushan McDonald. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing. And of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, 
Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Well, you know, the best version is always people believe in you and also the fact that people will question you, okay, and doubt you. Especially, when, like I said, nobody, especially when you hit a certain generation mark, when you say playing on those video games, boy, you can't make no money, or girl, you can't make any money, you're wasting your time. Because like I said, I've always had video games in my life but I didn't have that skill level. I couldn't do what I couldn't do what y'all are doing out there. I mean, with both fingers and both thumbs and people flipping, and especially when you get into these combat, these combat right. video games. I don't really understand how y'all are doing all that stuff, and it's amazing to me because that's a gift that everybody has. How do players make money in the industry? Because that's what yeah. that's you know you kind of like behind the scenes. You put the event on, you set up the event, you promote the event. But the stars are these individuals in front of it. How in the African-American community or the community of color are they starting to get in front of the mix? Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, it is not unlike traditional sports. You have got to practice. Yes. Uh, and, and the common <laughs> denominator of exceptional gamers, pro gamers, gamers that win tournaments, um, gamers that win, you know, there's a handful of gamers that win six, seven figures. Uh, you know, a year and join teams that, you know, allow for an incredible amount of, of revenue. But the common denominator is the discipline of practice um, and how much work they put into. Is there a burnout age? Is there a burnout age? Man, you know, there's definitely burnout. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the, the, but the ages range, man. We'll see, you know, kids that are exceptionally talented 16 and some that are exceptionally talented 36. Right. So, you know, I think everybody's got a level of tolerance. But But the thing that's so awesome about this industry is, there's so many different pathways. You don't have to be just a gamer. You know, mm-hmm. you mentioned your daughter, graphic design. Right. You know, you can take somebody who has no math or science skill, somebody who has no ability to play video games at a high level, somebody that has no uh, graphic design or art skill, and they have a great personality and they can be a broadcast engineer. Right, right, right. You know, right. so, and that's what I love about it is, man, there's five, six, seven paths. It doesn't have to be one. You can find out what works for you. Right. In my introduction, I said, you know, you're committed to attracting, engaging, entertaining and educating, you know, individuals in the world of gaming and technology, especially enthusiasts. What about the non-enthusiasts person? How are you trying to reach that person? Because that's that's which once they get then everybody coming over the hill, everybody coming yeah. over the hill. So so we're doing a lot of things that are really community focused and community based. And that is. Uh, just providing exposure and access 
So we partner with the Department of Health and Human Services. We're right. working on a project right now with the Philadelphia DA's office to just try to find a time to host gaming tournaments that happen to occur during peak crime times to be try to, to be dissuasive, to try to provide access and, and interest. We're working on a project with, with Steve Harvey um, and, and, and the young boys that he works with with building a gaming lab uh, down in Atlanta. Uh, and being able to you know to offer these different pathways, we're working mm-hmm. with uh, industrial lab, industrial bank out of D.C., which is the oldest black bank uh, in Washington D.C. About providing you know tech based and academic based opportunities to folks that are just completely unaware. Uh, and so it's it's really about awareness and access, and then you know you can kind of help you know point point the right direction. Well, well, all, all I know is that when I look at an individual like you, I um. I, I, like you said, I have a degree in math, my minor sociology, went to work for IBM. So I'm that enthusiast, but can't participate. But I respect and understand there is a industry out there that is blowing up, like you said, three billion plus. And it, like you said earlier in your interview, rose 20% during the pandemic. It's not going anywhere because of the fact that people are working remote and there's a world of, you know, we used the word voyeurism a long time ago. I don't think that word applies now because voyeurism meant that you were just observing. Now we're talking about people actually physically participating in worldwide events. Do you host any of these events? Yeah, we will be hosting collegiate events. Uh, You know, I partner with, obviously, we're on campus at Lincoln University, uh, but we partner with the CIAA and some different collegiate leagues to host kind of larger events. We're working on some Eastern region events, um, you know, but you have to remember, like for us, it's new in a sense that, you know, black people have not traditionally participated in the sport. Right. And, and I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. We're not entirely welcome all the time. Right. So sometimes we're invited into doors and sometimes we're kicking them down. Uh, I'm, I'm fortunate, uh, you know, I've got partners at Verizon uh, and Logitech and, 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 and Microsoft that, that care about the diversity of the participant. Um, cause without those folks, the, the door would be double, double locked and, 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 uh, you know, with a, with a bar on a door. Right. So we're, you know, we're working to, you know, to continue to make strides to, to integrate and, and, and involve us and in, in across a multitude of levels. Well, again, I appreciate you taking the time. It's all about education for me, you know, because of the fact that I sit back and realize that, you know, I was one of those game enthusiasts. As I got older, I got away from it, but still from afar, went, wow, this is special. I remember when I was in college, you know, management information system. That's what the guy told me. If you want to, if you want to get a degree, get a degree in MIS, which is managing data. And, you know, 40 years later, he was absolutely correct. That's all we're doing nowadays, Sean, is managing and data and, 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 and recompiling and putting it back there in the, in the mainstream so they can uh, participate and enjoy. But more importantly, yes, brother out of Philadelphia, sitting in the green room, doing his thing, changing the world. Any parting thoughts on what you're trying to do at Metro Esports? Yeah. I mean, I think at the end of the day, my hope is that, you know, we're able to create an ecosystem, right? I think one of the most difficult things to find in the world, let alone the United States, is multicultural tech talent as right. a talent pool, right? Mm-hmm. And so what I'm hoping is that we can leverage kind of the viral popularity of gaming and build our own talent pool. Well, congratulations. I'll be right there with you. So so if my daughter wanted to be a part of this engaging group, uh, not, not, she said, Rishon, I got it, Dad. I got it, Dad. How does an individual like that 
Are you recruiting people or, or are you just saying that, hey, Rashawn, it's, it's, it's a platform out there. You find us and then we'll get back to you. How does it work? No, no, we're, we're actively recruiting. Um, okay. If she wants to buy me an Eagles jersey, that certainly can help. Um, <laughs> but, I, nah, hey, Sean, I got talk. that for you, brother. I got, I got that for you. If they go get an interview, I got that for you. <laughs> real talk, uh, we are hiring because we're growing. As I said, we, we've got two locations that we're growing with in D.C., um, three more locations here in Philadelphia. I'm working on a project in Los Angeles and hopefully one internationally in Ghana. So, um, wow. you know, I would encourage anyone that wants to, 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 to join this industry. Um, you know, there's, there's a multitude of talents. As I told you, I didn't have none of your background, didn't have the math or science right. or academic talent, quite frankly, mm-hmm. to be in any of it. Um, so, you know, your background, if there's a love and an interest in kind of what the sport does or what it means, I'm sure we can find a spot for you. Cool. I want to thank Sean Barry, the founder and CEO of Metro Esports and Entertainment. Like you just told, you know, D.C., Los Angeles, Ghana. More importantly, he's based in Philadelphia. We talk soon. I really appreciate you taking the time to come on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Brother, thank you so much for your time. We talk soon. I appreciate you. All right now.